Welcome back to the Takes with the Tailgaters podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? So, Nate, hit us with the topics today. So, this week, we, got our, we obviously have our weekly topics and best thing I saw this week and our weekly winners. We have the Conor McGregor fight, which, wow, that was pretty unexpected. Yikers. So, we'll give our thoughts on that. The MLB Hall of Fame making a questionable choice. The NFL Championship Weekend kind of recap. Wow. And then our NBA stock market. So, getting into it, Caden Cooley, what was the best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week, I'm going to take a detour from the sports world real quick, and we're going to head into a faraway land called the stock market exchange. Not the NBA stock market. Not the NBA, Not different. Did. The worst one, some would say. Everyone would say, actually. But um, GameStop cucked Wall Street, guys. Don't we love it when that happens? We do. When the little guy wins? Um, essentially what happened was there is this group on Reddit called Wall Street Bets, I believe, and they all unanimously agreed to purchase GameStop stock and raise the price by 700%. Wow. That's so insane to me. It went from $15 to currently right over $300. And what has happened is Wall Street was, without getting into the nerdy details of it, they made wall street people lose money by gamestop's value going up instead of down because they have to pay out of their own pocket to certain people so they've lost a ton of money off this but That's good so for the little me. guy uh and like what was yeah. the thing you said to me if you're if you're stepped out what a bot how much um we were just throwing numbers out there uh-huh. this morning because he wanted to know but he said if he had bought fifty thousand dollars in it he would have cashed out at twelve and a half million <laughs> if he had bought earlier, I mean, yeah, week. I mean, yeah, you, you wouldn't have. Nobody. You're also not going to spend fifty grand on yeah, GameStop, GameStop randomly. But there's a couple people who have already made a few billion. It's it's still All hurts. Right, well. <laughs> In case you didn't feel poor enough. I wish I had a time machine. Sometimes Bitcoin. I know, GameStop. Dude, I know, dude, man. Some of these like BR Bleacher Report betting, they'll post stuff, and it's like the most exact outcomes you've ever seen. It's like, okay, well, this guy's a time machine. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, literally, he's a time traveler. Yeah. He watched the thing and then went back to the <laughs> on it. Right. Tom, what's the best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week was Damian Lillard absolutely disrespecting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know, da- he usually does. Damian Lillard's had some average ass shoes come out for about five years now. Um, <laughs> so to get his uh, shoes back in style, I guess. Were they ever there? Um, his Dame twos. You had the Dame twos, right? Yeah. No, I have the Dame. Dude, once his ones and twos were both good. After that, booty cheeks. Um, but. He, uh, he came out with a colorway of the Dame 7 that is the Oklahoma City colorway. And in the insole of it, he has his stat line of the game winner night imprinted in blue, like blue and orange. So disrespectful. Like, oh, wow. so savage. And, I, like, I think it's funny, but if you're a Thunder fan, you gotta be like, what did I do, bro? What, what, we didn't deserve this. We didn't do anything to deserve this. So. They're not really going through the most, bro. Their team's absolute trash now. They All their to, stars. They have to move for draft picks. They're over here watching Kevin like Durant and James Harden playing. Like, why? why? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Dame just adds a little... They had to watch Dame Harden out. and Russ play together, and then the next year, Harden and KD play together. Tough stuff, uh, Tough stuff. Best thing I saw this week, after their win against the Packers, Mike Evans was confused about a celebration. <laughs> he was heading off the field, and then one of the trainers went and got him, like, hey, the celebration's over there. And he's like, there's a damn celebration? I'm, not, I'm new to this. I'm new to this. And I just thought that was, like, so funny that he didn't even know that there was a celebration. That's so funny. Like, Mike, you, I know you watch. I know you've seen this. 
it's funny because Brady's over there like, all right, guys, time's ticking. Can we get the celebration yeah. going? Brady's like, oh, let's do like, this. Whoa. They're like pulling guys out of a locker room. It's like, all right, let's also, do this. Also, like, man, good game. Yeah. Brady's like, all right, so the page goes there. He's like, he's like the party planner now. Can we also just talk about how lame the setup was this year? compared to the last couple of years for the ceremonies. I didn't watch the ceremonies. So. It was just like they had this giant tarp laid out with yeah. the championship logo. And I remember last year they had like a stage set up at the Chiefs one. I mean, they like pr- probably just because of protocols and they can't really yeah. like do much. Yeah, and... COVID protocols are the best excuse in sports right now. That is also facts. <laughs> um, All right. Um, my weekly winner, Clint Capella. This dude was balling out this week. He was having a lot of love for the big man recently. He had 27 points, 26 boards, and five blocks in their win against the Pistons. Chill, bro. Like, Jesus Christ. That's literally insane. And then he also had another huge game. I don't want to pull up real quick, but, I mean, dude. I think he had, like, over 25 boards. There's been a lot of centers in the NBA that's been going off statistically. Like, I don't know what has happened, but the centers have been kind of eating lately. They're obviously traded this dude. Yeah, the Rockets just don't look that smart. Well, now they have but... Boogie, so yeah. it's oh, the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, speaking of centers, though, my best performance, I can't remember the name for whatever. Weekly winner. Weekly winner, there you go. All right, my <laughs> weekly winner is a center. Or wait, no, it's not a center. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. my God. <laughs> I'm thinking of my stock, guys. My bad. Uh, my weekly winner is John Wall. This man played his old team, the Wizards. You know, there's a little extra fire in that one. He's not a center. He's not a center. I know, that's what I said. Um, 24 points, nine fourth quarter points. How clutch of him. And uh, five assists for the man. But the best part is after the game, they were uh, talking to him about, you know, how he had just come from the city and everything and uh, how it felt to play the team that basically traded him away. And he said, I just feel like the organization thought I was done. Ouch. That is uh, quite the thing to say. And it the worst part about it for Washington fans would be that Bradley Beal put up 33, still lost yet another game, as they that typically like do. 34, 35 a game. Yeah. And so they're 3-10. Having your old player that everyone thought was washed beat you just isn't a great look. <sighs> yeah, I um, – it's just sad, that man. Was, it's sad. That Washington team is good on paper. The injury to Thomas Bryant yeah, they're does good. not help, but, I mean, on paper that is not a bad team. And – the fact that they're playing this bad, that's against the coach. It's sad, man. Russ. Yeah, Russ Scott also. Brooks sucks, dude. Scott Brooks is garbage. I was telling you guys the stat before we started, but Russ has shot the ball 163 times and only has 163 points so far. So. And like that's like free throws and stuff. That is awful. This is terrible. That's oh my god, Russ. How? Yeah, I thought he was gonna be kind of good this year. He just really hasn't been. So. I mean, I don't. It's hard to watch. Is he getting old? Is that? The problem, I guess, his play style doesn't really translate well. No, with age. exactly. And man, yeah, I, I don't know. I I didn't think Scott Brooks was great with the Thunder, and everyone with the Thunder said he wasn't a good coach. He didn't know what he was doing. And now I'm like, wow, he is terrible. He really did not know what he's like, doing. Like, like, who who decided to hire this guy? Yeah. So that's why the Wizards are the Wizards, and teams like the Warriors and Lakers are who they are. And the Pacers too. And the Pacers. Um, same same concept. Um, yeah. anyways, um, my weekly winner, is Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Two guys who seem to be the problem in Pittsburgh are now being in the Super Bowl with A.B. being on the Bucks and Le'Veon being on the Chiefs, which is a weird thing that I 
Since they're both going to play. They're both and they're injured, both but... and they're both going to yeah, I think AB and Le'Veon both coming back mm-hmm. this week or this next couple weeks. Um and the Steelers just it's so ironic cuz now the Steelers who we thought they were the problem. Now the Steelers are out of the playoffs because their wide receiver, their skilled position players couldn't keep their mouth shut. And now instead of on Facebook Live with Antonio Brown, it's on TikTok with Juju and Chase Claypool. So you know Big Ben's just sitting there like, what? what is my career? Mike Tomlin, to? just no phone policy anymore. <laughs> like, take Dude, away the phones, man. I don't think the Steelers should ever fire Mike Tomlin. I think she, he should get to leave on his own accord, even if the rest of his career doesn't go very well there. But I will say his player management over the last five years has been one of the worst in the Some league. Divas. Yeah, I mean, so, but I mean, good for... For AB and Le'Veon, they're probably sitting there just talking to each other like, can you believe that they thought we were the problem? Like, so a good little segue here, moving on from the divas in the NFL to the divas of the fighting world. Conor McGregor Ooh. used a huge fight against, I believe it was Daniel Poirier. Yeah, he was massively favored, too. Yeah, massively favored. I mean, and got knocked out in the second round. 13 seconds. The first time he's round. ever been knocked out. Wow. Wow. What, I mean, what are your wow. base thoughts on this fight? Um... Dustin Poirier, my apologies. Well, my first thought is I tried to buy the pay-per-view, and then the game, or the fight ended, so thanks for saving me $70. Um, I also heard that... That would have been hilarious also, if you tune in and Connor's on the ground, and you're like... Really? That was a good fight. <laughs> yeah. um, ESPN Plus crashed. Dude, wow, really? Yeah. A lot of people have problems ESPN with ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is kind of trash, dude. Like, my brother was thinking about getting it because he, he doesn't really watch a lot of sports. Disney Plus package with it, so. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think, oh, I think that's Android how he got it was yeah. the Disney. I like being able to watch the 30 for 30s. And, just... and, and Star Wars, so it's a good package, honestly. Yeah. But, but ESPN Plus is one of those things where it's like, if I could have bought the Disney package without it. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. the Disney Plus for like 14 a month, like, it still would have been like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you have cable, there's no reason to get Anyways. Anyway, back to the fight. Yeah. I mean, this one screams to me like, just Conor McGregor was not prepared. This is not the same Conor McGregor that went up against Floyd. This is not the Conor McGregor we knew in the past. This is just a guy who was, to me, fighting for a check. Yeah. I think his head wasn't fully in it, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of people have been saying. He's been kind of doing a lot of stuff other than preparing for the fight. And I think that really showed itself here. And I don't want to say, you know... I don't think he's washed. I think that's an unfair thing. Some people are floating out there, but yeah. I would definitely say this isn't the same guy we were watching fight four years ago. Well, Khabib also tweeted out, like, this is what happens when you get rid of your staff, you know, like your trainers, yeah. and, like, you get rid of the people who made you. There's some truth to that. I and, I mean, yeah, you definitely saw the truth to that. And, like, me, I'm, I don't know, I'm not, like, a huge, like, fighting fan, but I never really thought about that, like, you know. Oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And how important coaches are in that, you know, like, I mean... We talk about like great coaches in other sports, like Mike D'Antoni, um, just like I don't know, I can't think of Phil Jackson. There Mike D'Antoni was the one you thought of. <laughs> well, mean, like creative, you know. I yeah, don't know, no, just, no. And like guys like Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. It's like, you know, I just never really thought how important coaching was in fighting, and you know, I mean, I think Khabib's right here. I mean, you take Conor McGregor, who we once thought was like one of the greatest fighters in the world, getting knocked out by. I mean, I don't know his name. I mean, I didn't even know his name, so... Yeah, and and it felt like Conor McGregor's whole thing, his whole career, was his, his bravado, his big personality, his, oh, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that to you. And before the fight, he was very calm, and 
I kind of felt like, oh, he's matured. Like this is a, this is a good thing. I always felt pretty good about it. Like he was shaking his hand at the the face off. Yeah, he was saying like he even I think donated to I can't yeah, remember like his it name was now, but his uh, charity. Yeah, he was making a, he was making it a lot more respectful. I was like, oh, this could be a good thing. He's more focused on the fight than all the theatrics, but obviously not. So that that seemed, that yeah, it, it at this point now seeing what happened to him, it almost feels like he just wasn't even interested. He was just like. Because when he's interested in a fight, he talks shit, he goes out there and kicks someone's ass. It screams, like, businessman, kind of just like, yeah. I'm here for the check. Which, I mean, he's already talking about a third fight, which, I mean, if you're actually going to show up this time, that's great. I'm yeah, okay I will with say, that. If, they do a th- if they do a third fight, I'm sure he'll be way more prepared. Well, the reason that, um, I can't, I can't, I can't think of the reason, but, um, the, uh, remember when Carmen a couple years ago knocked out, oh, I can't think of his name. He knocked somebody out in like 40 seconds because he literally said before the fight, he's like, I am, they are scared when they're in the ring with me. So they're going to, they're going to make this their, you know, this is their Super Bowl. This is their huge fight. So they're going to over swing on everything. They're going to be way too like stressed out about it. And he's sitting in there confident as hell, not stressing out about it. He's just like letting them swing and then boom, hits them with one hit and they're done. So obviously, I mean, you can see the confidence is gone. I mean, we were in the car and we see a picture of Conor McGregor on the ground with like he just got dropped. <laughs> like it was, it was a sad photo. Like, damn. Yeah, I mean, Connor, man, figure it out. Like even after the Floyd Mayweather fight, I remember everyone was still super pro McGregor. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you step into a ring with a legend, but with the greatest fighter of all time. And that's not your sport either. Yeah, it's not. Really. Yeah, your first ever fight. Like that was insane. Yeah, I thought that and, was awesome. You know, I I want to go back to the coaching thing Nate brought up because I think coaching in boxing and um, I forgot his name now. Whatever they just fought in mixed martial arts. Yes, I think that's more important than any other sport, any team sport, especially because team sports you have the opportunity typically to For go real. back out there in the second quarter. You have the opportunity to lean on people. If you get knocked out, that's it. You're done. Yeah. And if you have a coach that's not there to check you on things that say keep you getting knocked out in the second round, then I don't know if that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's really fair. Um, so all in all, Connor, uh, get your stuff together, man. And I think he will. I mean, I think this might have been Hopefully. a little wake up call for him because this—I don't want to say the guy he was fighting wasn't look very a bad that, fighter, but that. he wasn't. I wouldn't call him like top top tier. It seemed more like a warm up fight for him. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, the MLB Hall of Fame questions this week. No one elected to the. Baseball Hall of Fame for the first time since 1960, and um, baseball. I wouldn't. Say, I'm not gonna say legend, but former baseball player Kurt Schilling, who you know very good. He said himself he doesn't see himself as a Hall of Famer, but he's widely regarded as a very great player for his time. He's requesting that he is being removed from the writers' ballot because that's how they do their voting. Um, the media gets to vote. And if you reach the 75% voting threshold, you're put in the Hall of Fame. um, He received 71%. And uh, he's asking that um, MLB veterans um, vote on it instead of the media. Because he said, like I said, he doesn't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he would gladly accept that honor if former players voted to put him in the Hall. Baseball really just keeps choking away any respect they have left, don't they? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just like you have to be self-aware. That's the biggest problem is self-awareness. Like 
NBA and even NFL nowadays, they, like they are very self-aware. So, you know, when the NFL was like no celebrations, everyone was like, "No, that's stupid." And they were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, if y'all want it." I will say it doesn't help that um, Kurt Schilling did kind of support the Capitol riot last night. So that okay, probably, well, didn't, probably didn't help the votes. No, and, and also Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens didn't get in either, and those are legends. Yeah, I think I read that next year is Barry's last year to possibly get in. Um, and, you know, I understand the reason that they're wanting to keep him out, but at the same time, you guys need to do something as a sport in general. But <laughs> on top of that, like, just put him in. Who cares? Nobody at this point is like, oh, Barry Bonds doesn't deserve to be in there. The dude was the best baseball player of all time statistically. And did he have some usage here and there? Yes. Don't get me wrong. Sure everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. Was it illegal at the time? Is the big question. But uh, this is this is the problem, though. Is that is that <laughs> MLB? This is the problem. Is like we're like, oh well, he supported capital riots and he used steroids. <laughs> it's the sport. It's the it's the foundation. There, there's the people who play in your sport. There's a good percentage that those kind of things happen. And there's wife beaters in the Hall of Fame. It, they didn't get taken out. It's it's the culture of the sport. And the Sports in general are very aggressive things that you have to put yourself in the mindset of if you want to be successful. And that does, doesn't work out for some guys. And other guys, it leads to like what we've kind of seen happen with situations like this. But at the same time, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just not a good look for to see zero Hall of Famers headline. Like... You guys are such a bad league that you don't have a single person you can induct. <laughs> like, That's what you're telling me. You don't got one. Yikes. I mean, it's just another knock. It's another one. Just not looking great in the limelight. That being said, you know what does look great in the limelight? Football. Football, baby. And boy, do we enjoy an amazing weekend. Of Man, football. what a weekend! But before we get to the football. Oh yes. Before we get to the football. Before we get into our conference championship breakdown, I want to talk to you guys about the awesome event. Our friends over at Miller Theaters are doing during this year's Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, pump it up. Miller Theaters will be hosting a casino fundraising night with a donation being made to the Blue Springs School District on Friday, February 12th at 6 p.m., right before Valentine's Day. Don't you guys like doing stuff and supporting the kids? I like supporting the kids, Yeah, could you imagine not supporting the kids? Imagine. Imagine. Wow. Couldn't be us. During this casino night, professional dealers will be hosting games such as Texas Hold'em and Blackjack, as well as Roulette. Catered dinner will also be provided to each guest, as well as a free fountain drink or Luxe Lounge beverage for all you 21 and older folk out there. A casino-style movie will also be included after the professional dealers leave, such as 007 Casino Royale and Ocean's Eleven. All of this and more will be provided for only $60 for a single ticket and $100 for a date night package. To reserve your tickets today, visit MillerCurbside.com. Guys, tickets are limited and going fast, so grab yours now. That was MillerCurbside.com to get your Miller Theaters Casino fundraiser tickets for Friday, February 12th, today. Round of applause for Caden. Yeah, that, was that, that was great. That was great, dude. I know you guys can't see what bam, bam, bam. That's pretty much what I was dealing with. They were both, like, shaking well, they can't. So if they're on YouTube, week. they yeah, can. If, you guys the video, you if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of that, go on YouTube. Yes, I head to YouTube, it's not that hard. but I just got harassed while trying to keep us afloat, but whatever. Anyway, so, I mean, <laughs> should I let you guys talk about it first? I mean... Man! No, we gotta talk about the Packers game. I was gonna say, I feel like I, I want to talk about, about that game Okay, first. so, what we're doing for the NFL, 
obviously since there's a week break before the Super Bowl, what we are doing is we're this week we're just gonna recap the games and what happened this weekend, and then next yeah. week we will do our Super Bowl special. It'll be great. We'll go really deep dive into the game, give our predictions, yeah. our thoughts, every minor detail. We will talk. We're about. gonna talk about which water boys are best. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a deep dive. What Gatorade do you think will be downtown winning coach? Ooh, we can go to like prop bets. I'm gonna be so interested. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. So now yeah, we're we'll, speaking my we'll language. Do, we'll do a lot of fun Super Bowl stuff next week, but this week we're just going to recap what happened this last weekend. So, Oof. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lose to the Bucks. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Should we talk about the positives before we get into the negatives? Because I feel like... Yeah, let's talk about the, um, kind of like, the Bucks perspective of the win. Yeah. And then we'll go to the um, Packers perspective of the win. Yeah. Um, in the first half, the Bucks offense looked really electric. And that, that's, that's that, what you want to see. That Tom Brady throw to Scotty Miller. Wow. Oof, what, I was like, what a play. yeah. Also, what, are you, what, what what kind of defense are you trying to run there, bro? Um, that that, really cool that literally looked exactly like What's the Raiders-Jets game. Kevin King. Kevin King had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was like a part of like every single touchdown the Bucks had. Yeah, the first Didn't one. Didn't he have Mike the P.I. too? Yeah, the P.I. that was yep. oh, dude. Which, by the way, a lot of people are complaining about the P.I. Yep, Let's they knock had it off. plenty of chances to win the game. But let's knock off with the P.I., because I know the clip some people show doesn't really show it. Kevin King was definitely ripping at his jersey. Yeah. Like, you could see it. It was pulled like a foot. And, yeah, so. they let them play most of the game, but I like that they didn't let them just rip their jersey yeah. in the last yeah. play. Yeah. yeah, especially when you have three three picks up a Tom Brady in a second half. and yeah. don't. Didn't, did they score a single point off any of those? I, 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 I think it's at most, like, three. I know they didn't get drives out of two of them. So... Guys, like what, like what? I don't, I just don't get. From the Bucks' perspective, I would say, offense looked great at times, and then the defense looked great most of it. I think in the second half there were some causes for concern. Obviously, some of them were just fluky stuff, but, um, and I think some of that comes from the nervousness of being in the NFC Championship game. And the Packers' pass rush really stepped it up in the second half. A lot of the like couple of those picks were Tom Brady just trying to throw it up, make a play, right? When he probably should have just taken the sack. Like, I know that one to Mike Evans that Mike just kind of kept running because he was confused. Yeah, just kind of got like, flung ah, up in the air. Yeah, There was a defensive back running straight at Tom, unblocked. So, just trying to force a play. Yeah. But those those are being, errors that a team that didn't have a preseason has. That being said, their defense looked really good without their starting safety in Antoine Winfield. Yeah. So, pretty impressive stuff by the defense. Their defense their is very... Their pass rush was huge that game. It's very similar to the Chiefs. They, they can make plays at the right times. Uh, they remind me a lot of each other, and they have... They have some really good players, and you know, just all Tom Brady's walking inside the sideline. Hey, I just need a couple stops. That's all I need, and they got that. So, so fun fact: Russell Wilson threw four picks, and then Tom Brady threw three picks in the, in the NFC Championship games, and the Packers lost both of those. Oh games. no! Aaron Rodgers is one in four in championship games, and Tom Brady also has as many NFC Championship wins as both Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. You know who has as many as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers? Rex Grossman. That's pretty gross, man. Yeah. You know Rex Grossman? Yes, sir. Um, he also has, well, it's, uh, yeah, he also has the same exact NFC, Aaron Rodgers has the same NFC re- championship record as Donovan McNabb. A lot to take out of this game, we'll say. The stats out of this game were very... Uh, well, let's get into the Packers' perspective. This destroyed Aaron's legacy. I, I 100% agree. I think you are not a great quarterback. You will not go down It depends on what we think is destroyed, like... 
he had a chance against Tom Brady to reach the Super Bowl. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if he wins the Super Bowl. I. I mean, it does matter. He went to one Super Bowl over a decade ago. Yeah. And you had the chance at home to take out Tom Brady, who's a fifth seed. That matters. I know people don't want to talk about it, but not having the bye week matters. And his whole career, he was saying, "I just need a championship game at Lambeau. I just need a championship game at Lambeau." You got it, it, bro. And then you had all the chances. All. Did all the chances, dude? Three drives where Tom Brady threw picks. In the and, second half, the, one half, he threw three picks. And then did nothing. I, it just, it's really disappointing. I had the Packers beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, as you guys know. I thought it was the Packers' year, and I genuinely felt like they were the best team in the NFL. And it felt like self, I was watching self-destruction. Like, yeah. I mean, with the Aaron Jones fumble, Aaron Rodgers had, I think he had one pick. Um, yeah. And it was kind of just like a... It, I mean, it wasn't a terrible throw, but, like, it was just enough to be, like, ugh. Like, it just – I was watching. I'm just like, man, I can't believe I'm watching. Like, it felt – it just felt like it was a year. And then it felt very Saints-esque almost. Well, and then let's get into the most controversial topic other than the P.I. How do you feel about the field goal? I, at first, was a lot more for it than I was afterwards because I was Same. working. So I, I wasn't really thinking about it that much, but – once I saw the down and distance where they were at, and don't get me wrong, I know people have been talking about Aaron Rodgers' run and how he should have ran it. Um, in the moment, I think you could see why it was the better decision to throw it, and I do agree with yeah. that logic. Yeah, I'm not. I still, I still believe he should have ran it, but I see. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh, that loss. Of yeah, the game. like God, I how see what Aaron, he, I see what he was like. Aaron Rodgers yeah. probably knows more quarterbacking than I do, right? And, so. I do think there's something to be said about, you know, trust your defense, but you're up against Tom Brady. He has a super team built around him. You need to look past the stats a little bit and say, what is my gut telling me about the this Bills situation? and Packers suffer from the exact same problem this weekend is they were just both saying, hey, we're going to beat two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time with field goals. And that's not going to ever happen. And and you got to get a little lucky. You're, you're in the game to go through. You got to have some stuff go your way. Well, and here's my thing. You know, who do I trust more? Yeah, like, trusting your defense is very important. I think that's a big morale boost. Like, hey, I trust my defense. Let's go out there and get a stop. But you know who I would trust more than my defense? Oh, I don't know, the MVP of the league. Your Hall of Fame quarterback, maybe? Yeah. Well, this is – it's also confusing because either way you had to score – you had to get a touchdown, right? Either way. So – and you had all three timeouts with the two-minute warning. So go forward and forth, and if you don't get it, they're at the five or four or eight with – the two-minute warning left, and three timeouts. My thoughts exactly. So, and that, I mean, then if you get a punt off, you're at, like, the 50 now. So, what was the logic? Like, I just don't get that. And especially knowing with the way Aaron's, I, this hat, like, I know they were only focused on the game, but this has to come into play. Aaron Rodgers' position with the organization is murky. You, and you have to know, being like, all right, Aaron, this could be the, your last snap of the, for a Packer. Walk right down the field. Right and the bench. I just if you here's the thing to me. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to see the field again? And based on that alone, you should make the decision. And I don't know if that thought process came in necessarily, because you just have to know it's Tom Brady. I don't care how old he is, and the weapons do matter. Yeah, like if you were playing like the Eagles of like when they had Nick Foles and yeah. you're like oh we can get a stop. It's a you know like okay. Even if but, I had the Rams defense, I still wouldn't have felt good about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's you can't be like, oh, we'll get a stop. Tom Brady needs what? A first down? All right, yeah, we can do we can do that. No, 
he need you're telling the greatest quarterback of all time, hey, get one first down and you win the game. That's 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 game over, the, man. The goats are gonna do that. The goats right. are gonna do that. So, very disappointing for the Packers. Uh, I that's, that's like telling LeBron to make a free throw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk AFC. Yeah, man. I mean, well, so just the last little caption on the Packers. You know, we'll get to them more whenever we do our NFL off season. But man, it could be a tough off season for them. One, you got to question when is Jordan Love coming to play? Because I I don't think it'll be next year. It well, it could be, but. I don't think so, but also they're losing a lot of free agents. Guys like Aaron Jones, you know. I don't. I think he took his last. Yeah, time he's a free agent. Year. Yeah. So we'll get into it more in the off season, but man, it's, it can be a dual. It can be a make or break off season. I think, and I basically. and I would love to hype up Tom Brady, but we'll do that next week. Yes. And we'll give all the Super Bowl yes. stats next week because those so. are quite incredible. Oh hey, wait, no. Sorry. sorry one last thing. The, the weather. weather. Oh my god. This irritated me so much. I was watching almost every single pre-game analysis I possibly could. And every single like Hall of Fame Tony G, Terry Bradshaw, every single person through all the team anal- analytics chucked it out the window and said, "Hey, it's freezing." Like like I haven't watched a cold playoff game, but like I understand and the, but they were like all their all their an- analytics were like, well, the Packers know what kind of cleats to wear in this weather. And I was like, cool. It was basically Brady is like 60 and 9 in cold weather. Yeah, we really forgot that, um, hey, Tom Brady did play. You remember that Oakland remember, game at home? Hey, you guys, remember, uh, remember New England? I, I know that was like only like 20 years of his career and happened just yet last year, but he played there for a while. And it wasn't even snowing. And it wasn't. It was cold, but. That was the only an- the and the NFL does try to hype up like those like. But see what I'm saying? And, and then and then and then look what happened. It looked like it didn't matter at all. They were like, "Oh, Tampa's coming to a cold like they haven't ever been in cold before." Yeah. But we talked AFC. I just wanted to bring up Tanner. Which was Mike Evans has never been cold us. before, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um. So yeah, AFC, the chefs. Oh. Should we talk about the Bills before we just? Yeah. Fuck. Not yet. I'm not pulling out the, the dub yet. So this one just screamed to me that a, a good team wasn't ready to be a great team. I think Josh Allen looked frazzled. Most of the game, you could see it in some of the throws he was making. He should have completed them, but some of them were just like over his receiver, not accurate. He didn't. He did not strike fear for one second in the Chiefs' defense. No. And you know what? I think the biggest part of it is the Bills' inability to run the football. Yeah, for yeah. real, dude. It, what? It, it's brutal. I mean, I'm a Josh Allen hater, but like, what do you want the man to do when they can't run the ball? <laughs> it's it's like, the same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs couldn't run the ball either, but the difference comes in when your quarterback is able to mask that every single yeah, game. Yeah, the Chiefs are built for that. The, yeah, that that the that is why I was hating on Josh Allen because people are trying to put him in another level. Now, am I hating on him for making the AFC Championship game? No, like that. I do, great. I, top four quarterback. I do think you're a little bit over hating on Josh Allen. Uh, that's fine, but like I great season. Like seriously, the Bills should be very happy where they are. Like yeah, but I said before the game, the Bills are a year away. Yeah, and, yeah. and they feel yeah they feel it that way. And I mean, this is a team next year that I honestly think is going to host the AFC Championship yeah, now game. That, so now that they know what they are. Let's give them an offseason and a draft to build around it. They need to find a good solution. Especially if, like, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's like, you know, there's no way they get the one seed again. Like, yeah, there's I, statistically. A guy that's the top of my head, Marlon Mack. Or a guy like Aaron Jones. Oh, Oof. dude, Aaron Jones on that team. Oof, that'd be nasty. My thing is, oh, also, can we all just agree that Stefan stayed after just for the background pictures when you watch the AFC Championship? I think it's tough. That trend's kind of been going on recently in sports, and I think it's that was dope. I don't know. I the this Bills loss feels so much like the Chiefs 
two years ago yep. against Tom Brady. That's what like, I'm it feels too. so similar. Like, you're playing, yeah. like, a team that is just too good, and you tried your best, you're but it's – but, the but like, they're sitting the there – But they're sitting there saying, we'll be back next year. We'll be back next yeah. year. That should be the attitude you have. I do think they'll be back. 100%. Um, but when it comes to Chiefs – Chiefs look great. I mean – They d- – I don't think this game we should dog on the Bills too much. The Bills just got out coached and outplayed. They just played hey, guys, one of when, when the Chiefs play their their brand of football, there's no one guys, in the league that can beat them. The Chiefs aren't scoring enough points against people, so we really need to tamper our expectations for them yeah, when they get blown out by uh-huh. by uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, the NFL media is just trying to create narratives of oh this Chiefs team isn't that good. They're winning. They're not blowing out teams. They don't look as good. Well, they're in the Super Bowl now, so... I have said so. this once a week for 19 weeks now. Um, they don't care because they're the best team in football. They're the only they NBA... That. They're the only NBA team in NFL history. And guess what, guys? Everyone on that roster is confident in themselves. Look at McCole Hardman. Me and Talon and they were all texting during the game. McCole muffed the punt. The Bills scored the touchdown. And Talon said, that's a losing play. And I was like, I don't think so. I think we'll be fine. What have they shown yeah. you on offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we'd be fine too, but it was Since just like... Since then, they went on like a 38-6 to six yeah. run. Yeah. I was just scared that if the game got close, then those are seven points that you're... But, actually, six, because you missed the field goal. Hey, guess who point. got them down the field the next drive and scored the touchdown for him? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, I think Reed honestly did that too, just to give him call. Oh, yeah, no, he, he literally um, called like four points. You can clearly see the difference of teams that have won championships, and especially the way the Chiefs did last year. I think... The way they won a championship meant everything. Because there is not a single situation that the Chiefs are like, we've been here before. Like, down 24-0, to zero, we've been here. Down, up, down 17-7, we've been here. Down 10, late in the fourth, we've been here. You start this first quarter, I mean, start the second quarter, you're down 9-0. Oh, and one of your star players muffs a punt? Mm, I don't know, Texans game, Tyreek Hill last year. We've been here. They've been in almost every single situation. And no other team in the NFL has a luxury where they... Pat was saying he was like we we but we've got championship DNA we we know what to do. So let's Jones, go out there and execute. You know what Chris Jones was saying after the game? He was like, "Yeah, I want to go win this one, but we're not done after this year. Yeah, we're not. We're done. still not done." And I think that's the mindset that this organization is in, which a lot of teams, every other team, is just let's go get this ring. I want this ring this year. This team is thinking, "I want this ring so I can be the best to do ever do it." And yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. Also, what do we think about a little uh, Chiefs-Bills rivalry moving forward? There was some chippiness Ooh, there at the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, I mean, Damn. this one screams to me like, you know, we kind of get in a situation back in the day with the Colts Pats running the AFC for years. This one kind of screams that one to me, you know? You have two really young quarterbacks that are going to be great for a long time. Two teams that are ha- taking great strides. Obviously, the Chiefs have already taken great God, strides. Teams. The Bills have reinvented themselves. This one gives to me like a... Great little rivalry in the AFC, but that being said, I think there's gonna be. I think the AFC for the next six years is gonna be. I think we're gonna see the most dominant stretch of teams coming out of one conference we've ever seen. I mean, you for have real? teams that are just coming up, and I think are gonna be great. The Browns. I think the Browns can get better. Yep. Okay. They really found that their themselves their identity this year. I think they're gonna run with it. The Colts. We're gonna get better. We're gonna get a quarterback, and we're gonna be really good. Okay. The Ravens. They're gonna bounce back. I really believe that. I think they're going to go out there this offseason and be aggressive, get a number one receiver, yeah. an actual number one receiver, and the Mars is going to take great strides. We're going to see this AFC be a gauntlet for years to come. But yes, to answering, answering your question, I believe, I think Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes is the next paid Manning. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't be. So, Bills, you had a great season, but you literally played one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah, and, and you're just not that great team yet. Yeah, and but you'll get there. Literally, the Chiefs were in such a great position with Pat his first year, the MVP year, and all they needed to do <laughs> just sign Tyron Matthew and hire Spags. And I literally think that is the difference between losing the AFC Championship and maybe winning two Super Bowls in a row. And yeah. there is something to be said about getting experience for your young quarterback. Because exactly. like we've said, oh, yeah. Mahomes has no. been in this position five times. I guarantee you, Tom Brady going to Patrick Mahomes after the game in the AFC Championship game, his, the whole offseason, he was thinking about that. Like, I can be him. I can be yeah. him. Like, I and guarantee you. What a you narrative. Know, what a narrative. What a, this was narrative. Josh Allen's, what, third playoff game? Fourth playoff game? And just give him some time. Do you see the gap between last year and this oh, no, year? Right. This year and last year, he went from a top 20 quarterback to a top four quarterback. And the only reason he played bad is because he was nervous in a championship game. Yeah. I mean, look, I hated on Josh Allen because I thought he makes plays that that really crushes his team. And he made a couple plays like that in this game where that, that 33 loss on a he's sack. Trying ball, he's but... trying to play hero. But that was for this year. I, that's I'm saying... Don't try to compare him and Mahomes right now. But there's no reason he shouldn't be even – he could be the MVP next year, and I would not be surprised at all. Like, I think I think he's going to be the offseason MVP. It, yeah, like it's it's going to be a lot like just they're going to go, hey, you have every single tool. Just cut this out, cut that out, and there's no reason you shouldn't be one of the best in the game. Right. So, damn, this, this rivalry hopefully is going to be kind of crazy coming up. So a little quick tad bit on the Chiefs perspective. You know, obviously we'll cover a lot more of it next week. Defense look great. I mean, we can talk about the offense all day. But like it has, man. Something about the playoffs. Something about the playoffs. The motivation factor. I hate saying this because you want guys to play their best every single week, but we have playmakers on defense, but why wouldn't you take a couple weeks off whenever you know your team's going to be in the AFC Championship they every year? They are literally the only team ever in NFL history to NBA the NFL, where LeBron plays half the games and he still wins a championship. Where where you can flip the switch. They're the only team I've ever seen do that. And it's incredible because the NFL, that you can't do that. There's no way. Like, even you saw the Clippers last year try to do it and they couldn't do it. And that's in the NBA. And it we're seeing something special. Like, we haven't ever seen a team be like, ah, we're playing the Falcons. Let's just, let's just stuff that playbook in there. We'll just run inside zones the whole game and then we'll just win the game at the end. Like, right. like it's it's insane. So uh, before we move on to NBA, I want to ask: Did the right teams make the Super Bowl this year? Man, in the AFC, yeah, obviously. In the AFC, but NFC, the NFC was such a shit show, and I didn't think the Bucks. I thought the Bucks were going to be exactly what they should have been: <laughs> eleven and five. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden, like they, their playoff matchups. Oh, okay, yeah, they could beat the football team. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Oh, Saints. Yeah, I see that. I, I don't think you're going to beat the same team three times in the NFL. Yeah, especially a playoff team. Yeah. Oh, Packers? Packers choking? Yeah, that sounds alright. Oh, holy shit, they're in the Yeah, it's kind of just, we were just like, oh, you look up and you're like, oh, Tom oh. Brady's in 10? Cool, that sounds about and right. And it just makes you feel so stupid, because, like, three weeks ago, you're like, why didn't I know Tom Brady was gonna do this? For real. Should, I should have I, uh, I was talking to Nate, I was talking to Nate about a day or two after they made the Super Bowl, and I was like, if you, the people who said Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl... They didn't know football. Like that. Like we all said, you didn't know football. You're just saying, oh yeah, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Like you, you didn't have any team analysis 
information whatsoever. You just were like, just threw it out there because it sounded fun. The classic overthinking sports. Exactly. Game. And now we're still ending up with a position where those people are 100% right. Like, there's no way Tom Brady's going to make it to the Super Bowl and it's going to be Patrick Mahomes the same going back to back. Oh, wait. I will say, I think for storyline purposes, and we'll talk about the storylines next week, this was the best Super Bowl match. Holy God, is it the best. Oh, dude. But let's. The storylines. Pin in that. See? Here's our board. Storylines. Pin. Goat versus baby goat. Move on. Pin for story. NBA stock market game. Welcome to Wall Street, baby. I'm going to find the GameStop stock this week. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yep. Oh my god, he's, he's like pick out like some like random bench player and he's like winning the MVP this year. Yep, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, what are you buying this week, Kool Aid? I am buying the Phoenix Suns. They, I'm buying them as a contender. I need Ooh, to put that okay. in there. Um, they're a little low right now, eight and seven. I want to say they're seventh in the conference. Let me pull that up real quick. Somewhere up there. Anyways, Devin Booker. He's been a little down this year, but I think he's a guy that's going to figure it out. I'm not oh, very I'm concerned sorry. about I him. Agree, I agree with that. Um, Chris Paul has fit in very well. DeAndre Ayton, I think, has kind of come into his own a little bit. Um, all the things you've really heard about the Suns. But my thought process is, is why isn't this a team that you could see playing in the later rounds of, you know, playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do I see them beating the Lakers? No, but that's what makes them a contender. I see them in the Western Conference Championship right now. I haven't seen enough wow. out of these other teams to make me say they're the favorites against the Lakers currently. You know what, Kate? I, I think it's a little bit of a hot take, but I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I mean, what I've seen from the Suns is they're compete. They are looking really good in every game. They're competing in every game. They're eight and seven right now. They lost the crazy one to the Nuggets, you know. But here's why I agree with you. I think you're spot on with Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is gonna figure it out. Devin Booker hasn't ever been in this role before. He hasn't had to play with another great playmaker. Okay, so Devin, give Devin Booker some time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And another guy, uh, you already mentioned Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul has been doing Chris Paul things. DeAndre Ayton is looking really good again. Chris Paul was the shaky one for me before the season just because age, right? Point yeah. guards, usually when they get to this age, they don't do that much anymore. But he's still doing things. And then here's my big X factor for them that makes me agree with you the most. A guy named Mikhail Bridges. I've heard of him, yeah. Wow, I mean, already he's averaging 15 points a game, but super efficient. I mean, wow, this dude just screams efficiency for me. His shooting, he's shooting over 51 and 46 from three. Yikers. Wow. And that's the guy the Suns needed. They just needed that guy on their team, in my opinion. And if you see another Clippers fallout, which that one would be shocking, right? If you see another Clippers fallout, or if the Suns somehow hold on to the, get up there and hold on to the two seed, then... I think it'd be fair to see them. They, I feel like they would be one of those teams where they kind of just had to get the right matchups, but yeah, they got there. Um, yeah. my I have fair. a second buy, and then no, you're good. Um, yeah, of course, my second buy, JoJo for MVP. I know a lot of people are heading that direction, but I think it's going to stay that direction. I'm going to hold on to the guy who's averaging 28, 11 and a half boards, and 1.4 blocks per game. It is the exact formula to get an MVP. Be the First or second seed in your conference. Yeah, he's leading with 12 and 6 wins right Exactly. Now. So, you know, for, they're the first seed in the conference. He's averaging like 30 and 12. Best team on – best player on the team by far. It's the perfect formula for an MVP. So, if they keep that pace, it's a – And his, good his thing his whole career has been the injuries. And it looks – this year it looks like he's in shape for jo- well, Joel. Well, and he's also doing this with 31 minutes a game. 
Yeah. Which, that's insane. That's <laughs> Which is, it was a lot like, like, Steph's first MVP, you look back on it and you're like, he only averaged 23 points a game, but it's because he was never playing in the fourth quarter. So his efficiency was out of the freaking roof. And I would like to say, I think there's a chance that Steph and LeBron both get in there for MVP just because. Oh. Yeah, Steph's um, team just won't be good enough, but. Yeah, Luka. I think Luka's the Mavericks hard. will turn it on eventually, but the slow start is a little bit. You know, right. MVP if Joel keeps this up, MVP is his. And now, if he does keep it up, it's always been the question of is he going to keep it up with Joel? But I think he will. So he's yeah. my buy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess me. Uh, I'm I'm buying Gordon Hayward. Um, yeah. this dude is balling out, man. Averaging 24 points a game. He looks exactly like he did on the on the Jazz. Like, just right back to where he was. Uh, it's really good to see. The Hornet signing at first was like what. Okay, that's random. He's averaging 25 and a half and four um, on 52% shooting and 44 from three. So the dude's balling out. Um, you would like to see him ball out on a contender. But either way, I mean, good for him. And yeah, good. For getting good. back to his Even form. hit a game winner the other day. Yeah, he hit a game winner, yeah. game winning layup. Which it was maybe the whitest game winner I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Lefty lay, but um, for the game. Uh, <laughs> but I Bobby. it was I dope. I think Lamelo should be taking those, but that's beside the point. <sighs> I don't know about all that. No. Well, but just the experience is my point. Yeah, true. Um, I almost wanted to buy the Hornets because I like what they got going, but just not enough to for me to feel that way. I mean, where are they sitting in the standings? Like right outside, right inside the playoffs, like, right? Yeah. They have a back-to-back against the, the Pacers coming up. All right, so they're about to be below 500, I take it. Yeah, I guess. I so. Um, so, yeah, Gordon Hayward, it, it's just nice to see uh, coming from his catastrophic injury, being able to see him ball out like he used to. So, And he'll probably be an all-star depending on how good the West is, which it usually is. Oh, so. the Heat are 6-10. and 10. We'll talk about that at a different time. But <sighs> Yeah, actually. Yeah, Jimmy's still out. They only scored 80 the other night. Against Yikes. the Nets, who we well, think are shit defensively. I will say they had, like, five starters out. Jimmy didn't play. Uh, Goran Dragic didn't play. Like, half their players didn't play. Seems like Jimmy's been out a lot of games if they're 6-10. and 10. Yeah. Yeah, so, either way. So, yeah, I'm buying Gordon Hayward, and I'm also buying the Jazz. Um, If you remember, before the season, I said they wouldn't make the playoffs like an idiot. Yeah, you were big against the Jazz. That was stupid. They're 13-4. and four. They've won nine in a row. <laughs> That was stupid. I shouldn't have said <laughs> Wait, that. Wait, didn't you say they weren't going to make the playoffs? That's, yeah, that was what I'm trying to say. Freezing cold takes. I, just I don't know. I just, freezing cold takes. I just wanted to get out there and be like, I wanted to jump the, the gun. I think They're 13-4. I, I, I think that's your take for the year. Hey, bro. didn't you say Ugh. the Pelicans were making the playoffs? I said they'd be like the eight. I'm just holding the receipt. They're 5-10. and ten. Well, a lot of people said the Pelicans were making the playoffs. Not a lot of people have said that the Jazz were going to make the playoffs. Um, Actually, I think a lot of people were saying, yeah, that's true. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. What, what are the Pelicans? Oh, Ooh, I thought the Suns. Yeah. All right. So, so you're buying the Jazz. You're buying Gordon Hayward. Who are you selling? I'm selling the Heat. Um, you you guys mentioned it, but yeah. Um, even though like none of their players played last night, it's it's where we thought that they would they would be. Like I thought they would be the fifth seed, and I thought that was kind of low. And six and ten just isn't a good start. Well, and see, and, usually on a normal year, we wouldn't be worried about this, but yeah. seventy two games. That's all we're playing. And I mean And that could be shortened tomorrow. They haven't had the next chunk of schedules to come out, so we really do not know how many games we're playing. The goal is seventy two. <laughs> Six and ten start for a seventy two game season is not good. And I'm just gonna put it out there, I've thought this for a while, but I, I wanted to kinda wait a little bit and see how it played out. 
you can tell the teams that care. I'm sorry, in a 2021 year where, uh, you know, we, we got to be worrying about our protocols. Teams like, have you heard anything come out about the Lakers and no. their protocol? No, you haven't. But what about the Wizards? They seem to be trying to ruin the league because they don't care. What about the Heat? They're in Miami. The, the Lakers are in L.A. They, they're, they're in a worse spot for it, and there's not a single issue. The Clippers, there was an issue. So, I'm not saying some some bad luck can come into this. I That's 100% right. But, when you see, like, the Heat teams, they're getting destroyed by teams not following guidelines. And you see Lakers teams that are just chilling with nobody out any of the nights. Looks like a regular NBA season. It's You can tell who cares and who doesn't. Here's the thing. It's very hard to stay motivated when you're one of these teams that it's not. Yeah. You know you're not making the finals. You know you're probably not making the playoffs. Exactly. So I understand the thought process of well, it doesn't matter if I go see this family member tonight because no, I get I get it too. I'm just I'm not saying it's okay. I think it's especially if you're getting paid for, to do that. I don't think it's yeah, man. All, like but. yeah, you know I agree with you. It is kind of hard to stay motivated when you're not like a winner. But I mean, hey, that I wouldn't really hate a check coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'd be pretty motivated. Why don't we try to win some games? How about that? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just that lets me know where your mindset is at. So even when you're back, are you going to care that much? So no. who else? Are you, are you I'm just selling the okay. heat. I didn't know Heated we were doing all of them, so I'll give my hold real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm holding on to Bradley Beal. Um, Good call. As a playoff contender himself. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I think, mm, you know, there yeah. You okay. I was like, how is that going to work? The Wizards can't keep him at this rate. The way he's acting, especially towards the organization. You saw the clip of him last night shaking his head on the sideline and holding his face in his hands. Like, that looks like somebody who wants to be with the team, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, trade him to a – can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Um, put him on the Pelicans. Why not? Uh, just an example. Um, I think the Pelicans would go way up then. And Peter you could see him make the playoffs. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird be interesting. Fit, but – I don't know. That could work. We've been saying that about the Heat for a year now. Yeah, I mean, the Heat are always going to be in – the way they're built, they're yeah. going to be in contention for every trade star. But, but you know, Beal. No, Hopefully I he makes the playoffs. I, I agree with you. I think he'll be traded pretty pretty soon. I mean, I feel pretty good about that. So my buys, um, Shea, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, the dude's absolutely – and this is a – Great so name. Both of my buys are long-term. Um – this one's even more long-term. I think Shea's going to be a star. This dude is balling out in Oklahoma City with no support. Yeah, literally nobody. His second-best player is named, like, Dort. <laughs> um, Do you mean the best player of all time? Um, yeah, dude. What's, what, that, what's, name? what's that guy's first name? Uh, it's, like, it's something Yeah, Lou. some Dort. Like oh, yeah. His name's Goofy. Oh, I, oh I, Lou, Lou Juens Dort. Lou Juens Dort. You definitely didn't say that, right? Nice. L U G U E N T Z. We say things Lou, right. Lou Jens. But he's balling out. He's the guy who got blocked by James Harden last last year in the playoffs. Nice. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, Shea is just balling, averaging twenty two, shooting almost forty percent from three and fifty percent or fifty two percent from the field. Congratulations, this man's balling. Yeah, dude. That's uh, that is the one oh, thing. In his last ten, he's shooting 47 from three. So. Yeah, that that Paul George trade kind of. Kind of worked out for the Thunder, just saying. Yeah, I mean, I think you got. I think he's gonna become a star, and then all those draft picks, put them around him, and we'll see where this team goes. 
But yeah, that's a long-term one. Not as long-term, but still long-term. The Indiana Pacers. I'm buying them because I want to talk about them. I like it. Um, right now, this team is 10-7 and 7 with injuries to TJ Warren and obviously Karis LeVert, who just underwent successful kidney cancer surgery. So, Good for Karis. Top five things you'd love to see this week. Karis LeVert not having kidney cancer anymore. That's definitely up there. Because he got traded. Yeah. This is crazy. So this team is 10-7, and seven, and they have a lot of scoring help on the way back. Probably within a month or two, TJ Warren and Karis LeVert coming back. This team, you know, once they hit their stride with all these players actually healthy, I don't know, man. It could be pretty crazy. Oh, and Demonte Sabonis. I heard that helps. And Malcolm Brogdon are playing at all-star levels together. Malcolm Brogdon's quietly averaging 23-7. and seven. And Domas has a double-double every game he's played except last night. Or two nights ago because he got injured after 10 minutes. Hey, and they're the fourth seed in the East, and they're only losing a tiebreaker because they're tied in wins, but just have one more loss. So yeah, so if you're tied with the Bucks and Celtics. I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, with hella injuries. So feeling really, really good about this Pacers team. I'm selling the Portland Trail Blazers. And so they would be like the fourth seed. This team is nine and seven. They are the fifth seed right now. I'm selling them because of a injury to Nurkic for I think it was four to six weeks whenever they played the Pacers which was like a week ago so he's going to be out for probably a month still yeah that's huge that one hurts I think they're going to take some L's especially if they play, run into like and this feels like whenever they have Nurkic they're like a four or five seed and when they don't they're like a nine seed yeah <laughs> it's so, like it's pretty simple so to me this one's pretty easy you lose Nurkic and um, Collins their power forwards out so Really tough on the big situation right now, so to me it screams, hey, S- sell them. That wasn't screaming. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sell them! <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, God. That's oh, sorry. 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 a peek out. That was probably terrible. You probably hated that. You you said it. You oh. said scream. I'm also, this is this one's more low-key, but it's just a guy. I wanted to sell a player. I'm selling Malik Beasley for the Timberwolves. One of the Timberwolves are absolute dog shit. Um, so I'm sorry, Timberwolves fans, but you don't want to think about, you know, How's Edwards liking doing? your team. He's doing okay. He's got some highlights every once in a while. 12 points a game. But Malik, he's probably a long-term guy. Malik's averaging like 20 points a game, which I know Malik Beasley is not a 20 points a game guy. Those are so empty stats, bro. That's a, Yeah, exactly. So this one's an easy sell to me. Timberwolves, why are you always so bad? See, I, w- I, w- I kind of just want to sell the Timberwolves now. Yeah, just sell like the franchise. Like, yeah, they're... They're so low, but I still want to sell them. I just don't. Timberwolves, like, we had this conversation personally. Why can you never be good? Like, there's, like, I just don't get it. There's a higher power. Basketball has a really, this is one of basketball's biggest problems, is that when you have, like, teams that just don't care, it feels like for, like, six years, they're just like, eh. We'll win 12, 20 games. Like, how do you have D'Lo, the number one pick? And I know Cat's hurt, but... But, like, when you had Cat and Wiggins, it was the same exact thing. Even when Cat's on the field. Yeah. Not the field, the court. The court. Yeah, yeah, but real quick before we sign off, let's see. Actually, let's check on uh, Anthony Edwards. He is averaging 12 points a game. Right, what did I say? 12 points a game. Three boards. And, one and like, and and like what, four, 48% shooting? All of the Wow, this dude. He's shooting terribly. Oh. 34 from the field and 27 from three. Wow. You didn't watch Lonzo play his rookie year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I had to watch a, a lot of that. I am watching a first-round pick who doesn't even want to fucking play basketball. 
I yeah, dude. Of, I will say, all of the first-round picks this year are just projects to me. James Wiseman just doesn't get a lot of minutes because he gets into foul trouble a lot, but, you know, when you haven't played in a year and you go straight to the NBA, that seems like it's a good amount. Him and Marcus get all... benched, which I think is a little not troubling, but there's a cause for concern there. But I also think it's because, you know, just – He's, he's just so new. Yeah. He has so much to learn. He needs to learn the game. He needs to get the feel for it. I mean, yeah, I know the Warriors aren't, like, the same championship team, but they're the same kind of identity. Like, they're a high pristine, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta yeah. earn your minutes, not kind of yeah. like that. He's playing with Hall of Famers. Steve so. Kerr just watched Draymond Green play, like, five years of excellent, beautiful basketball, and now he's watching James Wiseman just, like, foul <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I mean, dude had, like, 12 minutes and, like, fouled him five times. But anyway, I think that wraps it up. We are excited to have a Super Bowl special next week. Woo! Me Woo! and Talon can just <laughs> go over like, the Chiefs like, and Bucks. So, like I said, we're going to take a deep, deep dive. Prop bets, fun stuff, actual game talk. Really just the whole nine yards. We'll probably go over the NFL awards too. Yeah, we might. Yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, tune in for our Super Bowl special next week. We will see you guys then. Hope you enjoyed. Peace.